Business and Leadership Podcast with Jared Graybeal. Hey guys, welcome to episode 17 of the Business and Leadership Podcast. Uh, Today's episode is really special. You're going to be glad you tuned in. I was able to bring on a friend of mine, um, a really well-known speaker, leader, entrepreneur, business person, uh, Andy Frazella. Andy is the CEO of First Form, which is one of the largest, if not potentially the largest supplement company um, in the country or in the world. Um, Andy's also the co-founder of Supplement Superstores, the co-founder of Arity Syndicate. I still don't say it super well. Um, Andy is uh, a really well-known speaker. He has always the number one podcast um, on iTunes for business uh, and leadership, the MFCEO Project podcast. It's safe to say that Andy knows his stuff. Um, He's proven it by the way he talks about, but he walks the talk, which I love about Andy. Um, And we got to talk a lot about something that he's been doing the past couple months with his followers, with his uh, friends and friends. his community called the 75 hard and we talk a lot about it in the episode you have to listen to the episode to learn more or follow him um, it's going to be a really inspiring show but more importantly it's going to be empowering we talk, we talk about empowering yourself with the education to be successful and on this particular episode we talk about what is the difference or what separates successful people um, or people who chase fulfillment and have acquired knowledge and success in that way um, from everybody else He's got a lot to offer. Um, the show's a little longer than normal. It's about an hour, but it doesn't do any justice to the, to the wisdom that this guy has about life and about business. Um, so I'm really excited about this show. I'm grateful that he was able to take the time to be on the Business and Leadership Podcast. Um, but of course, as always, if you like the show, if you take anything great from it and are able to apply it to your life, please share the show, whether it's the YouTube link or the iTunes podcast link, please leave us a review that helps us find more people. Um, Like us, follow us, um, tell a friend about it. Uh, It's the best thing that you can do after listening to it is giving it to somebody else in order to help them as well. So I hope you enjoy the show, um, and we'll see you on the next one. Um, Everybody I talk to, uh, you know, dude, I ask them what they want. I ask them what they need. And everybody says the same thing. You know, they say they want confidence. They want self-esteem. They want to feel good. Uh, they want to be happy. They want to believe in themselves. They want to have, uh, you know, what it takes to succeed. And people are spending, you know, millions of dollars a year in the personal development space, uh, literally billions of dollars now, um, to look for something that, quite frankly, doesn't exist. And Uh, they're looking for that secret, that edge, that thing that, you know, the successful people know that they don't know. And, um, and so I've been struggling with that question for a long long time. Like, why are these people still coming to these events? Why are these people still doing these things? Like, why aren't they out executing instead? And, you know, I've always told everybody that, the things that you need that society right now is telling everybody that they should just have like confidence, self-esteem, you know, positive self-image, self-love, blah, 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 blah. It's just all misinterpreted, dude. And they don't understand like even the expert, the experts don't understand that this shit is earned and it is earned. You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you lose me? I lost you, I guess. I'm not sure. You froze up. You were saying they got to do stuff that's hard, though. Yeah. So the idea for the program basically came from the last 20 years of my life where I've figured out what builds self-esteem, what doesn't build self-esteem, what builds confidence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And and so I decided, you know, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm just going to show people how you do it. And so the program is 75 days, zero compromise, uh, zero cheat meals, zero snacks, zero rest. And it's designed so that people understand that they are capable of doing hard shit. And so um, 
The first phase, the 75 days, is a boot camp. It is a total immersion, uh, total commitment, zero compromise, zero substitution, 75-day program that is designed for mental toughness. It is not designed for revamping your physique. Guess what? If you follow the program, you will have a good physique at the end of 75 days, a much better physique. But uh, more importantly, what will happen is you're going to start to shift the way that you think into a way that is more conducive for you to evolve into the person that you're looking to become, which is the person who has high confidence, who is happy, who has grit, who has fortitude, who actually believes they can do all of these things. And so, um, dude, it's free. It's, it's not something that, uh, that I've started to monetize yet. Um, it's just showing people what it takes to, to do this, man. And uh, the point of the program is to show people that, like, yes, you may not be born the most confident. Yes, you may not be born a leader. Yes, you may be born, you might not feel good. But the reason you don't feel good is because you haven't been doing the shit to make you feel good. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. And right now in society, they got all these people telling everybody, you know, oh, self-love. Self-love is pushing yourself through hard shit so you improve. Yeah. That's self-love. Self-love is not looking at yourself in the mirror when you're fucking 380 pounds or 500 pounds or living like a piece of shit and saying, you know what? You're worth it. Yeah. You're special. Like, dude, that's bullshit. And it's just a cop out by people who don't want to do the work, who want to make everybody else feel good and pander to them so they can get some likes and some fucking comments on their, on their Instagram. And dude, that's so selfish because it's completely untrue. It makes people become a victim for their entire life. And uh, I don't believe in it. And so I believe that it was time for something like this to come around. And, and dude, that's why I'm doing it. And that's why I'm all in on it. You know, and it's been 95 days or something like that. Because I don't, I don't care if I have to put myself through this for other people to understand that this is how you do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so, well. I want to I want to dive into this a little bit more, but before we do, man, I just want to say thank you for for taking the call and jumping on the podcast. It's awesome. Um, oh, dude, of course, brother. Yeah, man. I know, like I'm busy, so I can't imagine right how busy you are um, with your just all the different things you're juggling, man. So so one, you do an awesome job. Obviously, I've been following you and um, been a part of the First Form family for I don't know, five years now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember, I was, I think, one of the first groups of Legionnaires that came out to St. Louis. This is when you guys were flying. I mean, you're like. I do remember. Yeah. yeah. Games. Yeah, we, we, we did class in the, in the, in the computer room. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, it was crazy, man. I remember getting like a, a DM. And this is, you know, five years ago. Instagram's changed dramatically yeah. in five years, yeah. you know. And so getting a DM from a supplement company. And I was using you guys at the time, too. Like I was yeah. using the products, randomly tagging you. And Cody hits me up and I'm like, no way. Like, you know, and he's like, we'd like to fly you out, come out. And I'm like, absolutely. Like, for sure. Um, then I got to meet you guys and, and it's just been a, you know, I, I would say like a, a real relationship since then, man. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Uh, it's exciting to see this full, come full circle. Cause that was just when I launched my company. And um, so I've been able to learn a lot from you guys and stuff like that. So really, really appreciate you taking the time. But anyways, now that I got that out of the way, let's talk a little bit more about that, man, that mental toughness. So how would you define mental toughness? Like, what, how, where do you think about that? Well, fuck, man. What do you think it is? I would – well, my, the one word that comes to mind is grit, right? The ability to endure. Um, but, you know, I think we deal with things physically, right? Like, whether it's working out. Um, or not the only thing sometimes that really gets us through those tough challenges and really sets certain people apart is the mental toughness to convince yourself that you can keep going um, and it's kind of cool because I had this thought I wanted to have this show with you before you launched the 75 day challenge and um, well let's and be clear it's not a challenge dude it's a program okay um, it annoys me when people call it a challenge because this is not some internet fucking bullshit challenge this is a program for you to recalibrate your entire life and you know when people call it a challenge it discredits it it makes it seem like it's like um 
you know, oh, dude, I'm doing this 27-day weight loss challenge. Man, fuck that. This is about building a foundation that will literally change your entire life. Most people won't do it. Dude, I've had, we have, I had, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred people here in St. Louis doing it. We had like six that finished. Yeah. You know? And, dude, these people who finished, like, they're already making more money. They're already doing all this stuff in 75 days. It's the fastest way you could possibly get to where you need to go. And, dude, people don't understand this because they're in such a hurry to get where they want to go that they don't understand that just like a house, dude, we could get wood, we can get concrete, we can get all this shit, but if we build it on top of quicksand, the fucker ain't going to stay, okay? And that's, that's the issue that we're dealing with with most people out there. So you have to understand, this is, this, is, this is a program that you'll likely go back to many times in your life, when you, which we all do. When we start to stray off of where we want to be and we start to feel ourselves going the wrong direction and we start to you know, not eat right, we start to not train right, we start to not be the kind of person that we want to be, this is a program that will help people realign themselves on that path because it creates the momentum needed to make positive change. Because one of the key aspects of the program is if you mess up 16 days in or 67 days in, guess what? You got to start over at day one. Okay. Now knowing that you have to start over at day one, you're in a situation where, all right, well maybe that fucking burger isn't worth that. All right. Maybe missing this workout isn't worth having to start over. And most people have enough integrity, believe it or not, to actually obey that rule. Like they don't want to, you know, there are some people I can tell who are not doing the full program because they're already in the phase one program, which is the next 30 day program after the 75 days. And they pretty much look the same. Well, if you followed a diet for 90 days, I don't care who you are or what you are. If you haven't made significant, and I mean significant progress, in your physical self, you are not doing what you say you're doing. That's it, period. There's no problem with you. There's no problem with your metabolism. There's no problem with fucking your body. There's a problem with your discipline of taking shit and putting it in your mouth. That's the truth. People don't like to hear that. People don't like to hear that they got to work hard. People don't like to hear that they have to have discipline. So in my mind, mental toughness has to do with accepting that things are going to be very hard and doing them anyway, regardless of how you feel. That's how I think of mental toughness. Mental toughness is getting punched in the fucking face a hundred times and getting up 101. That's it. And so, dude, it doesn't matter what the reason this program cultivates that quality is because when you don't feel like training or don't feel like reading your book or don't feel like taking a progress picture, you know how many times I had to wake up and take a project, project, a progress picture because I forgot. I mean, dude, that's a big deal. If you miss a progress picture, you got to start off in the beginning. So, like, dude, there's all these things that, that start to cultivate a mentality that build the overall mental toughness for people in this. So, what they learn basically over time is how I feel about it is irrelevant. If I'm tired, that's irrelevant. If I'm busy, that's irrelevant. If I don't feel like Doing my workout, guess what? That's irrelevant. If I don't feel like reading, guess what? I still have to. And so when you start to, when you start to eliminate your emotions from your actions and you start to understand that these are independent and this shouldn't control this, now you're really in control of your life. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the point of the program is to teach people, this is the first part, teach people that this, your actions, and this, your emotions are not connected, all right? So that's the first step, and that's what the 75-day program is designed to teach you. Now, just like when you go swimming and you're learning how to swim, if you wear a life vest every time you get in the pool for the entire summer, at the end of the summer, you're going to be like, fuck yeah, I'm a good swimmer, right? But you're not, because you've been wearing a life vest. So part of the program is there's the boot camp all right which is the 75 days then there's three 30-day phases past that one is called phase one then phase two then phase three 
we are currently in phase one as a group. Um, now, the phase one gets harder. There's more tasks. There's, there's harder shit to do. Phase two will be even harder than that, okay? But the reason that it's not all consecutive is because you have to be able to take off the life jacket to see how strong you are at some point. So for this program to really work for you, you have to take the program away, observe how you behave, be aware of how you behave, notice when you're starting to stray, then recognize that, okay, I'm straying, it's time to correct that immediately. You see what I'm saying? So that's, there, there's all kinds of underlying lessons that are going through this program, um, but the main lesson, uh, which will all be outlined in the book, I've got a book that's coming out based on this, um, but it's all going to be outlined, uh, and I also have audio programs that come with this too. So each phase, the 75 hard will have three phase audio program. It'll have a 25 day program for the first 25 days, the, the second 25 days, and then the third 25 days. Okay, because each each trimester of the program is a it's a, its own unique journey. All right, and we've been it's planned that way. So basically, the audio program will be designed for people to listen to during their outdoor workout of 45 minutes, and then um, we basically I'll be coaching them through the 75 days. Then there'll be a 30 day program, phase one, phase two, phase three. So there's all kinds of things that are coming out. The people who are doing it right now, um, those are like the early adopter yeah. innovator people. You know, these people are saying, yeah, dude, you know what? I love, I love what Andy's been doing so, so much. I trust him. I believe him and I'm going to do this. And, uh, you know, I've earned that from doing five years of free content and telling people the truth. So, um, so the people who have been doing it and have finished this, dude, they're, they're crushing dude. And if you ask it, not one single person who's done this program and finished it will not tell you it's the very best thing they ever did for their life. Every single one. Yeah, so, I mean, huh? Yeah. It's the habits. Uh, yeah. And well, dude, Jared is teaching people some shit. They don't know where to find. They don't know where to find it. Like where, how do I get confidence? How do I feel happy? How do I, how do I uh, believe in myself? Andy, why do you believe in yourself so much? Why, you know, like they can't peep the right, most people cannot connect the dots because they're being bombarded, dude, by people out there who are full of shit telling them, you know what, you're worth it. You know what, you're special. You know what, you should feel great. You know what, you, and, and dude, you shouldn't feel great if you're not living up to your potential, if you're not respecting yourself. You want to talk about self-love? Self-love isn't looking in the mirror and seeing a product of your lack of discipline, your lack of standards, your lack of setting an example for the rest of the world and saying, you know what? I still love you. That's not, that's not self-love. Self-love is looking yourself in the mirror and saying, you know what, Andy, you're living below your potential. Yeah. Doing your you, know, you know what, Andy, you're leaving a lot on the table. You know what? You could set a better example for other people. You know what, Andy, you're kind of a piece of shit. And you know what, dude, that hurts. That hurts us all. But, dude, that's what courage is, and that's what self-love is, at least to me. Yeah, and when you love someone, you're honest with them, right? Dude, you know what? Some of the hardest conversations I have are with the people closest to me. Tyler's one of my best friends. We have hard-ass conversations all the time, dude, like emotional, tough. Yeah. But, dude, you know what? It's always the truth, and that's why we continue to win, you know? And, dude, people just can't. They can't come to terms with that, with that level of honesty with themselves. And as a result, they end up living in a way that they think is okay, right? They think it's okay for right now. But then they get sick or they get old or something happens and they wake up and they're like, dude, what have I been doing? And that's what I'm trying to help people avoid. Like I'm trying to help them wake up in the quickest amount of time possible, which 75 days for the rest of your life is not a big price to pay, you know? And dude, I have the least amount of discipline when it comes to food as anybody on earth, bro. You know that we've known each other for a long time. Dude, I've been, I, you've seen me in shape and you've seen me be 350 pounds. Yeah. I have, dude, 
I'm no different. And that's why like people are like, Andy, why do you get so mad? Well, the reason I get so mad is because I know I don't have anything special and I know you can fucking do exactly what I'm doing. You can do it. You're just not doing it. Yeah. Just discipline, man. I mean, we're, right. you know, I believe that like we're created with a purpose, right? And that can be like, find your purpose, find your purpose. Yeah. That gets kind of old, but once you do, are you prepared to fulfill it? Like you need the discipline, that's right? You got to establish the habits. And when you think of, 75 hard. First of all, sorry, I called it a challenge. But, no, it's okay. Yeah. I just, every podcast I do, I'm just yeah. correcting people because I want it to be the no, correct. I get it. I get it. And I was I like, the, I, I, something, you know? dude, I don't want to get, I, I even called it a challenge at first. I just realized that it's not, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's a not a challenge. It's actually a program to recap. It would be no different than you reading a book about nutrition. And then in five years, reading another book about nutrition because you need to know more. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so, but like the stuff in it, um, although it's a required, like a lot of discipline for 75 straight days, you're not having anybody do anything unrealistic. It's not like no. from a bridge. It's not plane. It's read 10 pages. It's very simple. 45 minutes, twice a day, get outside. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's establishing habits that everybody should be doing in the first place. You know what I mean? And dude, this, you know, what's funny. What's funny though is I have so many, I have so many fit people be like, Andy, why do you make this so easy? And I'm like, okay, well, do tell, it. <laughs> me, tell, tell me at the end of 75 days if it's easy or not. And you know what? By day fucking 14, they're on to something else, you know? Yeah. Because, dude, they're looking at the physical. They're looking at the physical. They're looking in the mirror and they're saying, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm 9% body fat. I look good. I don't need anything. But they still don't have the discipline because what they don't realize is that, and this is the truth, and a lot of people don't like to hear this, some people just have an easier time being fit than others. Oh, yeah. That's a fucking fact. Okay? So we have to understand that, you know, just because, just because somebody's shredded or just because somebody has a, a good financial situation or they're wealthy just because it doesn't matter, dude, we all have to make sure that we're in tune with, with what our potential is and what our, 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 our alignment is with our skill set. because we have a tendency as humans to hang on to what we used to be, right? Like that one time, dude, I was fucking on it, dude. That one summer I was in shape. You know what? That three year time frame, I put in more work the reason that you are where you are is not because of who you are today. It's because who you have been in the past and people don't realize that. So they ride their win, right? They ride the win. You, you see this a lot, man, in business, especially like dudes will talk about how much money they made in fucking 2011. No one cares. What are you doing now? You know what I mean? Like you can't go to the bank and say, Hey, you know what? I know our shit sucks right now, but in 2011, we fucking killed it. You know, they're going to be like, dude, kid rocks. You know? so, yeah. so like yeah. we have to understand that like we're, we, we're in a constant fight, man. And just because you get a little bit of comfort or you get a little bit of progress or you get in shape one time, that's not the point. The point yeah. is to constantly sharpen the blade up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is, this is not about everybody else. And that's a big problem I have with the fitness industry is that people look at the surface level. We have a lot of people online representing fitness that are naturally pretty fit. You know what I mean? And you know, as well as I do, we do a great, we, we do a great job at trying to showcase all different kinds of people. And um, meaning people who might be like me, who have, you know, are not naturally fit people or people who are more fit. Yeah. I, we, we don't like we're not discriminating against either one. I'm just saying it's easier for some people than it is for others. Just like it's easy for me to run a business compared to most people. Most people think like, Oh my God, I could never run a business. Well, I grew up around business. I grew up around entrepreneurs for me to run a business. It's no different than probably everybody else who works at subway and makes sandwiches all day. It's not a big deal. But if you put a fucking jar of peanut butter in front of my face, and then a stack of $10 million and said, dude, you, you cannot eat that peanut butter. And if you don't eat it, you get that $10 million. I eat the motherfucking peanut butter, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't help it. So, like, 
That's my challenge. And so what people have to understand. Yeah, that's right. We all have our struggles, bro. We all have our things that are hard for us. And just because one thing is easy for you and hard for me does not mean it's any different. Hard is hard. Hard is hard for everybody. So like, you, you know, people get caught up in judging everybody's hard, right? Like, oh, well, that shit's easy. Well, you're looking at it from your perspective. When I look at other people who, who are struggling in business, dude, or they don't understand like things that I think are basic. I have to check myself and I have to remember like, Hey bro, you've been around business your whole life. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like making, yeah. Like I don't, I have to keep my perspective proper. Otherwise I think everybody's stupid. And, and that's what people think, right? People think like, Oh, well, because that person's not in shape, they're, they're fucking lazy. That's not true. That's not true at all. They might not know exactly what to do. You could be working your ass off and still not get results. They might, they, they might not uh, have great genetics. Most of us don't. I sure don't. You know, um, there's all kinds of situations at hand, but we tend to judge other people based on our own perception. And that causes us to, um, to really, I think, misinterpret the point which is the point is what you said. We all struggle. We all have a difficult time. We all have times where, like I said, with the peanut butter, like that shit probably for you or other people that, yeah, you're like, fuck yeah, dude, I'll never eat peanut butter again. I, I can't do it. So like, I, it's, it's just, dude, you just have to be aware that we all struggle with different things, you know? And so the reason the program is very simple things is because it really hits on the things that everybody struggles with at some point or another. And really the thing that we all struggle with, all of us, is separating our actions from our emotions. Yeah. We do things, tend, we tend to do the things that we feel like doing when we feel like doing them. And that is not how you can become successful in anything. Yeah. You, dude, you're a great, you have a great physique, you build an amazing business. I guarantee you, dude, guarantee you there are plenty of days on your road to a great physique, plenty of days on your road to a great business, plenty of days on this road of you building a podcast that you didn't feel like doing that shit. Am I right or wrong? Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. More than but you did, can imagine. Right. Right? Exactly. Me too, bro. But, but because the internet is, is set up in such a way to see everybody's highlights, and that's what we want to see, right? Like we want to post our highlights so people are like, yeah, dude, good job. Cause we all want to be told we did good. You know, that's, I want to hear it. You want to hear, everybody wants to hear it. But we also have to recognize that we have a responsibility to tell the truth. And the truth is this shit is hard for us. It's hard for me. It's hard for you. Now it might be different levels of, or different things that we struggle with, but we all struggle. So the reason that 75 hard is such simple things is because I want people to understand that like it's a little bit more to it than what you think, yeah. you know? And greatness, like, it's like we'll, we'll jump onto another subject in a second, but I think it just comes down to discipline and, and habits, right? Like absolutely it's not, it's not. And you've talked about this a million times. A lot of people do. It's not something that I did once. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's like you said, separating the feelings of like, man, I don't feel like doing that today. And it's like, well, who else cares? You know what I mean? Like I have a moral responsibility to do my best every single day. You know what right. I mean? Um, and I think that's where people, like you said, in the culture we live in now, we're kind of like everybody gets a participation award. Everybody wants to be rubbed on the back when they don't feel well. And it's like, well, you can do that forever and you'll leave everything on the table or you can develop. Dude, yeah. right. That's what most people do, man. And, and like, I don't know why, and I even covered this in my last podcast. I don't know why, but it just bothers me, man. Like, it ju I shouldn't care. Like, I should just live my life, care about the people inside these walls and my customers, and I should just fucking do that. But, like, I can't help it. Yeah. And so, it, it's very, it gets very difficult. Dirt inside of you, bro. I mean, you know, we get these passions. God gives us these passions. Sometimes they're a burden, right? Like, it's caring about you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm the same way. I, I don't like, I'm not in this season of my life as much as you in terms of like, um, I guess laziness might be the word for it. But for me, I'm passionate in this season about nutrition. Like it blows my mind 
how badly people treat themselves all the time. And so that's kind of like my thing in this season of my yeah. life. Right. It, I, I'm on fire to get people to eat healthier, not perfect, yeah. right? Not yeah. The problem is the mentality shift, bro. People think they're treating themselves whenever they drink beer and eat pizza and fries. I thought that for my whole fucking life, but truly, dude, I'm treating myself when I eat right and work out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you gotta earn it. I mean, we're not dogs, right? Like, we don't need a treat, but like, you do gotta earn it. You gotta grind it yeah. out for the week and then eat some pizza and fries with your homies, not on a Tuesday afternoon by yourself. You know what I mean? When no one's right, like, right. So it's, it's just give and take. And so that's for me, you know, and like you said earlier, genetics play a huge role and how people look. So it's not fit. You know what I mean? Like looking at me. Even with that said, bro, I haven't seen one person ever, one person that couldn't look great by taking care of themselves. Yeah. You might not be on the cover of men's fit. Fuck. I'll never be on the cover of men's fitness. Okay. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, well, if I could do it, anybody can do it. I tell you that. <laughs> but I'll tell you this though. The, the point of it is, is like, like even the people that I know that we've helped that are three, four, five, six hundred pounds who have lost and took care of themselves and got their lives back, they look fucking phenomenal, bro. They feel phenomenal. They have energy. They have life. They have passion. They have purpose, dude. And it's an incredible inspirational story of great that helps the people around them. And bro, to me, there's nothing more noble than that. You know, like, like, dude, you know, I know that you're a very religious person and a spiritual guy. I'm a spiritual guy as well. I don't go to church, but I'm a spiritual dude. And dude, I think the point of what we're, what we're trying to do is to live, live an example, right? Like yeah. it's going to be about just what we say. It should be about what we represent and through our actions and how we live. And like, you know, when these people, when these people don't take care of themselves. I don't think that they're connecting the dots that what they're doing to the people around them and their kids and the people that might like look at them and they think like, Oh, nobody looks up to me. So it doesn't matter, but that's just not true, dude. It's not true. Everybody looks at you. There, there's, I don't care who you are. You have people that look at you and say, fuck man, I want to be like that guy. I, I love that person. I love my uncle Joe, dude. He is a great guy they don't care that you don't have a Lamborghini or, 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 or yeah. a bunch of money in the bank or they just love you, dude. And like, whenever you, whenever you take care of yourself, you set an amazing example for them that says like, yeah, I want to be more like uncle Joe. Like that's dude, that's deep shit, man. And I don't think people connect those dots enough, you know? Yeah. And like you said, people aren't because culture is making things easier for people. I don't think people realize their potential. And that's the sad part is like knowing that people are spending a lot of their time watching you instead of looking at themselves and saying like, I could probably do something like that. You know what I mean? Like maybe not open up a multi-million dollar supplement company, you know, maybe not that, but that's not what you're made for. You know, it, it could be, you're, you're supposed to, I don't know, be the best freaking pool designer in South California. Dude, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe you're supposed to open up, a homeless shelter and be the best at that. But the point is, is like, whatever we do, we should be trying to be the best at it. Yeah. You know, and that includes taking care of ourselves. And I think that when people in life, I don't think there's a happy medium. I think that you're either taking from the world or you're contributing to it. Right. So, and we have a moral responsibility not to add, but to multiply what we've been given. We've all been given something, right? Like I've got my blessings. You've got yours. Absolutely. Um, but so many people are so focused on what other people have that they don't realize like, man, I've got this set of skills. I've got this, this intelligence level. I've got this empathy, this passion, this, whatever it is, right. Whatever our gifts are. Cause they're so focused on other people. And like, I think it's healthy to look at other people for examples, but when you spend all your time, yes. worrying about, you know, like, Oh, it's too bad. I'm not like Andy. Well, you're not supposed to be, you know what I mean? Like you're supposed to be like you, but better. You know, like do I more. just had this conversation with uh, one of my guys in Arte Syndicate this morning. He stood up at our last meeting and he said, "He's like, dude, I want to be a good leader, but like, I'm just not like you. Like, I'm not loud. I'm not like, you know, inspiring." And this, I said, his name was Jared too. I said, Jared, why? 
why are you trying to be like me? Like, if anything, being a great leader the way I am makes it harder because, you know, I'm emotional. I make decisions based on that sometimes. Um, you know, I'm not, sometimes I speak without thinking and like, dude, that can damage your ability to lead. And yeah. so I said, why don't you try to use your skills to become a better leader than what I am? And, and you could see on his face, like, I never thought about it like that, but like, you do have to think about that because just because someone appears to be a certain way or has certain personality traits and you try to inauthentically um, be like that person when it's not who you are on the inside, yeah. dude, that's, that's a tremendous, like when you talk about taking from the world, you're taking a lot from the world like that because you're never going to show the world who you truly are and what you, your special gifts are and what your special qualities are because you're too busy worrying about what everybody else is doing, trying to be more like them as opposed to taking that same energy, focusing it inward and saying, okay, what's the best I can be? What's my style? What's my tactics? What's my technique? How can I improve? How can I innovate? And, you know, there's no set rule, man. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Some stuff you got to figure out yourself and I think that's the other problem is like people are so scared to fail forward you know what I mean it's not yeah. even so much about failure because you're not always going to fail like we talk about failure a lot right because it's inevitable and I think you know a lot of people obviously in my circles I ask Jared how'd you get there or you know you're so gifted in this area and it's I'm like dude I'm not that good I just try more than you you know what I mean like yeah. I just growing up the small kid I wasn't like a good looking little guy so I just had to try a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? I was yeah. never gifted anything. And it's like, when you get used to being like told no, right? Asking girls out and they're like, no. And you're like, whatever. And you know, yeah. when you're used to that stuff, then it's like, start a business. Why not? Uh, help people. That's what I want to do. Sure. And it's like, oh, I failed again. Yeah. Oh, oh well, like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously, that's the such part, a great point. Like, that's such a great point. Um, the more you grow though, right? We've got more people that depend on us. So we have to be more strategic when our company grows, we can't take as many risks and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, why not invest more money to expand? What else am I doing this for? Or why right. not? You know what I mean? Like, why not take this risk? Because playing it safe feels empty to me, right? Like I want to feel fulfilled every single day. Like if we're being honest in a selfish way, like I think we do this because there's something inside of us. Yeah feels empty sometimes and it's a good thing like god gives it yeah. to us we fill it up right yeah. and so it's like i'm surprised that other people don't feel that though you know what i mean like well dude like i said a, a, a few minutes ago you, you know people are not aware when they start to drift right they they at one point in their life they're like this that's who they identify themselves that's how they see themselves I mean, dude, it's the prototypical story of like the 40-year-old guy or the 50-year-old guy who's sitting on his driveway with a cooler, drinking a beer, talking about what he did in 1987, you know, like, yeah, right. Like, we all joke about it, but the truth is, is that the reason that's funny is because we all know people that are just like that. We know people who are, who have identified themselves with what they once were and are totally unaware that they've drifted completely off course and now they don't even resemble this person they think they are in their head. And everybody else is like confused except them, you know? So, be yeah, nice so sometimes, right? Just to be able to like take a break. I'm just kidding. I would never want yeah, to. Like yeah. Dude, that's, that's the, how it is, man. And like when all of us drift, we all drift and, and being on the straight path, the path we know that we need to be on, takes awareness and and to have that awareness you have to know what it feels like completely to be on the right path yeah. and most people don't ever learn that yeah i think the best way to explain it is like how do you change i always say i think the best way to change is when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change you know what i mean like it's it's gonna hurt either way yeah who wants to be that same person five years from now you know what i mean like you think your kids will look up to that you think that you're so you know um 
But, uh, but hey, man, I'm going to tra- – because I want to respect your time, and I know that we could talk about this for probably hours, and I know this is what you're passionate about talking about anyways. Um, but I got a couple other things. Is that cool? Yeah. Um, and I know you wanted to be off in 45, so I'm going to try to get through a couple of these. Um, so I want to learn a little bit more about you, man. Uh, what did you want to be when you were young, Andy? Like, what did you have aspirations for? Rich. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. Um, I was the same. I mean, but I, like, I guess I remember uh, career day in, in elementary school and they said, like, these are the top three paying jobs, like an accountant. Like, I never wanted to be an astronaut because I was just sort of a realist. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I was like, I'm going to be an accountant or a college professor. You know what I mean? There was these jobs that made 120K and I remember reading that. Did you have anything like that or did you just want to own a no, business? I wanted to be, I wanted to be like exactly who I am. I wanted to be someone who uh, builds companies, um, helps a lot of people, uh, owns a bunch of cars, and does cool shit. <laughs> and that's the truth. And, uh, and, you know, uh, this is why the 75 hard is valuable in business. Because all of us have a reason we started in whatever business we're in. And as we get more and more focused on business, we drift. We drift from being great at what it is we decided to be to trying to make more money, okay? And what that does is it takes our focus off of the customer, serving the customer, creating great experiences for the customer, helping your employees win, doing all the shit to worrying about this number, this bottom line or the scorecard. And whenever you do that, Um, you're not going to make any money. So the way to realign yourself is through a program like this. It's a program that helps you start to realign and uh, get you back into the zone so that you can focus on the shit that really does what you wanted to do. Now, I know a lot of people listen and they say, oh, I can't believe you said he wanted to be rich. Well, would you rather me fucking lie? You know, like that's, I think, you know, I don't know at what point people decide that they don't want to make a lot of money, but uh, it seems to happen when they're like 14, 15, 16 years old and they start going to high school and their teachers start telling them there's something morally wrong with people that want a lot of money. You know, the truth is, is all the great things, all the great charities, all the, all everything, every church, everything is built by wealthy people. So, um, somebody has to be that person. That's right. And, uh, not everybody's good with money. So I don't think everybody should be rich. Right. You know what I mean? No, no, that's true. You know, and I'm, I'm a big Christian, you know that. And so, so obviously in the church, uh, fortunately culture is changing that too on how we preach on money, but like it can be frowned upon if you chase money and it's like, well, no, 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 no. God doesn't be a wealthy business person. But the next thing they say is, Hey, you need to tithe. Hey, here's the offering tray. You know, I went to, I went to my, my uh, godson's baptism, sat in the front row, drove my Rolls Royce to church. The, the, the preacher or priest or whatever it was um, went on and on and on and on and on and on and on about rich people for fucking 40 minutes. Like, like the, the scripture saying, where he's saying <laughs> no, I thought he was an idiot. Like, I'm like, I'm like, because dude, what happened next is the funniest part. So I'm sitting there, I'm listening to this dude and he's talking, he's he's talking about the scripture where he talks about a rich man getting into heaven is, uh, you're more likely to pass, uh, what do you say? A a, a camel through a needle or something like that. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, he's using this and saying all this shit. Very next thing out of his mouth is here's the tray for collection. Guess who didn't give any money? I'm not giving you any money. You just fucking hypocrite. So like, I don't actually go to church because I think the people who lead churches uh, tend to be clueless. Um, that's my personal opinion. I am also a Christian. I just choose to do it my own way. Um, and I donate my own way and I donate a lot and it's really none of anybody's business, but I mean, it's significant. Um, but it like, because that is, it's common. The problem, and we don't have to get on that very much, but just while I'm, while I'm talking about it, is, you know, the Bible, we read it in English now, and 
when you read it in the Greek and the Hebrew, it, the context is always, and Vaughn knows much more about this than I do probably, you know what I mean? And so like, right. that's a contextual comparison. And so right. we just misconstrued, like Jesus never said rich people can't go to heaven because that wouldn't be loving, you know what I mean? Like, it, so it's, it's what he meant, was, just for clarification, maybe for your- I think of it like logic. Like I think of it like logical. Like if I had a son, how would I want him to be? I want him to be, I want him to exercise his potential, whether that potential is being a janitor and being the, the best janitor that he can be, or whether it's, you know, run a trillion dollar company yeah. and then create jobs, do whatever. I look at it like, you know, everybody's got different potential. I think as long as you're working to fulfill it, yeah. you're, you're, you're doing God's work. That's my, that's what I think. If you make a bunch of money and use it for evil, it's clear. That's wrong, right? Yeah, right. So, so, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump on the, the next couple questions real quick, just, again, so I can respect your time. Um, let's talk about books, man. I know you're a big book reader. Uh, you mentioned to me a while ago you don't listen to podcasts, right? I've never listened to any podcasts. That's insane. Do yeah. you think you do that now out of, like, just – like I never have, so I never will kind of thing? Or is it just, you're just genuinely not interested in listening to what other people say? Um, I'm genuinely not interested in listening to what other people say. I think, <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you why. Um, it's not because I don't respect them or think I'm smarter than anybody or anything like that. I just know that, you know, I've, my podcast has been ranked number one in business consistently for five years in a row. I'm doing something right, right? So my thinking on it is, well, I could pick up some bad habits from these other people. If I listen to them and I think like, oh, well, that's good. Or that, like, I, I don't want it to dilute my authenticity and my product. Like we were talking about earlier, um, how important it is to look inward and decide what it is, the path that you need to be on. Yeah. Um, my, my thinking on my podcast is that like, if I go listen to all these other people's podcasts um, and Jared, I'm so conscious of it. Like I won't even go watch other people speak. Like when I go speak, I show up and speak and I leave and I don't, it's not cause I don't respect people. It's not because I don't think that they have something good to offer. It's that I want my, my product and my, I want it to be me and I don't want to have other things from other people um, assimilate into me unconsciously to where now I'm, I'm, I'm in the mix of just like everybody else. So, um, that's why I do it. It's not a respect thing. It's not like, Oh, I think I'm the smartest. I know I'm not that smart, but I have a recipe that works. And sometimes when you have a recipe that works, um, you don't have to understand why it works. You just run with it. Yeah. So on the book side though, cause you do read books. Yeah. Um, what, what are you reading right now? I'm reading Jason Kalipa's book, As Many Reps as Possible. Okay, nice. Yeah. That one kind of just hit the, that's new, right? That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I started to read it, then I put it down, and I started reading something else um, on quantum physics, because I'm like super into quantum physics and metaphysics and all that kind of stuff. And so I got this new book on quantum physics that just came out. I read that book. Now I picked up um, his book again, because he's my friend, and he's like, dude, when you read my book, so, uh, and he's such a super great, nice man. Um, and so far the book is amazing and I, I'm really excited to get through it. Like, yeah. Um, what are your, I, I, you know, and this is so hard. I know it's hard, but what would you say like your top five favorite books are? Um, the purple cow by Seth Godin. Um, relentless by Tim Grover is my absolute favorite book of all time period. Yeah. Uh, the magic of thinking big by David Schwartz is a book I read at least twice a year, no matter what. Um, dude, think big and kick ass by Donald Trump is an awesome book. Uh, people, people are like, Oh, fuck Trump. Well, you got to respect the dude because he's able to build a, he's been very successful and not because his dad gave him money either. The guy's smart. Yeah. Um, you know, What's that? Yeah, The Law of Attraction by Michael Lozier is a book I like a lot. 
um, that's kind of like a beginner book to law of attraction and also helps you kind of get into the, the physics and metaphysics, quantum physics and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Uh, John, John Wooden on leadership. That's a good book. Uh, leadership by Vince Lombardi. That's a good book. Um, or it's called Lombardi rules is what the name of the book, the dichotomy of leadership by Jocko Willink. That's a fucking awesome book. Anything by Jocko, I would read that dude's amazing. Number one leadership guy in the world. No question. Uh, those are all great books, man. Yeah. That's like eight. So that's solid. And I haven't read, yeah. I think six of them. Yeah. So I, I mean, dude, I, 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 I've got more. I'm just not thinking of them. Yeah. I mean, that's what I said. Like, Top five is always tough. Yeah. I'm like, can I tell you top 20? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what kind of book do you want? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like leadership, business, marketing, creativity, right? There's so many different types. Um, discipline. I mean, once you re- yeah, once you read enough books, you start to realize that all of it's the same. It's just written from a different source. And there's only so much information out there. And, and I think reading super valuable for that reason because – People feel like they're missing something, but once you've read literally four or 500 books, you start to realize that you're not missing anything and it gives you an extreme amount of confidence. So I I think reading is very important if for no other reason, uh, for the process of elimination of your excuses. Yeah. I think it's like, it's massive because it's perspective, right? Like you'll read these books from these great people and you get to learn it. I mean, because I always think it's like reading someone's book is like having a really long conversation with them. You know what I mean? Right. And learning that, you know, Jocko, oh, I wouldn't call Jocko a regular guy by any means, but like he's also not an astronaut, oh. he's not a Martian. You know what I mean? Like, oh. but he did some crazy great things. You know, the guy's a beast. Um, yeah. Went from military to business and it's just crazy stuff. So when you read these people's stuff, you're like, well, maybe I can do something pretty incredible myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I love reading books, just getting in the minds of these great people and realizing that they were just human beings, man. Like hey, me too, man. And they, they just chose to do more, you know? Um, and I, I love, right. I love reading books because you like, obviously you get the recipe for success and you get to mold it. The problem is when we take a whole book and we try to apply that book to our business specifically when we're not in that business, that's an example. You know that, what I mean? That's a whole nother thing too, dude, is you see so many people read a book and the next day they're like all about whatever that book's about. And then they read another book. And then that next day they're about that book. And like, you've got to look like, like you've got to be able to dis yes, exactly. To pick and choose and grab the things that are relevant. And the way I look at it, bro, is like, if I read one book and it, I'm a very slow reader, um, because I'm an active reader, I take notes in my phone. Uh, so like, it might take me 12 hours to read a whole book where it takes somebody else four. But I look at it like if I pull one idea out of that book that helps me improve, it was worth my 12 hours, you like know? One nugget, man. Like that yeah, that's it. Eureka moment, man. That's why I love – and I'll, I'll force myself to read some books that I don't like because I'm me like, too. I know there's something in – like it was recommended to me. Like I might read one of these and be like, why the hell is Andy – yeah why did he like this book and then i get on chapter 17 and i'm like you know yeah um, Stay, bro. and it's, again it becomes a discipline right like the discipline of reading and i'm blessed because since a kid, i was a kid i i actually enjoyed reading and i always tell people man i'm like i enjoy it i'm blessed if you don't enjoy it so what <laughs> read right. A book. that's right you can learn the hard way or you can read a book well what's worth what's it worth to you man i mean we're only talking about our lives <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, incompetence and intelligence it's it's just you just got to learn how to value things the right way you know people will watch 12 hours of the walking dead or game of thrones but they they complain about spending 10 minutes or 20 minutes to read 10 pages a night i'm not a big reader okay yeah you don't have like and that's that's the other thing about 75 hard that's that I think really helps people understand is like it's not that you have to do a ton of work you just have to do a little work every day Ten pages, right yeah. Ten pages? yeah um and I like that too because that's that's how I break things down like measurable goals I have these goals that I set you know I don't know a lot of goals each year and 
you, when you do something every single day, it's easy to do great things every year. But That's right. Once a month, I'll do this. You're not going to get anywhere, man. Like no. you can't read a hundred pages once a week. Just read 10 a night. It's, you know what I mean? 15 minutes. Dude, I've never, I haven't read more than 10 pages in a night in years, bro. In years. And I've got hundreds of books that I've read. Yeah. And that's just how I do it. Um, all right, well, let's jump on a couple more things and then I'll, you know, I want to get you off here. Um, the present, dude. Being a high performer, right? Like, I think you can probably empathize. I'm very futuristic. I'm always focused on the next thing. Um, so I have a hard time and it affects my team. I try to be really conscious of it, but uh, of living in the now, right? And I think that ties in a lot with gratitude. I'm a super grateful person because I take the time to think about it. Yeah. But how do you, man, like someone that performs at your level, how do you stay present? How do you, how do you practice gratitude? Stuff like that. that um, well, the truth is I'm not very good at it. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So, um, you know, I become a king of multitasking. Uh, being present is one of those things like the peanut butter for me. Um, it's, it's, it just comes with the nature of the way I built my life. A um, couple things I like to do is I like to uh, really go through gratitude, reflection before I go to bed, through prayer, and also when I wake up in the morning uh, while I'm brushing my teeth. Uh, when I pray, I don't ask for anything. I just, it's just complete gratitude. Um, I think that's a big mistake people make is where, you know, every time they're trying to pray, they are just asking for shit, yeah. you yeah, know, about what you don't have. That's not right. Great. No. And so, um, that's something I do little things too, man. Like I, 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 I try to, uh, while I'm working out, I try to get out of the real world and, and kind of in my own space. Um, but I mean, dude, I don't, I struggle with that. Like, you know, like I don't enjoy going to dinner just for the sake of going to dinner. Um, I'm maybe I'm just the only honest person. I don't know. But like, like I'm the person that like will make plans and to go to dinner and then it'll show up to be that day and I'll cancel, you know, yeah. because like, I don't value that shit. Like it's not. And, and dude, I think being, people will say, Oh, that's very selfish of you. Well, is it, is it selfish? And is that a bad thing? Because really what I'm doing is focusing my energy on the things that are going to benefit the people around me the most, as opposed to doing the things that are going to benefit me in the moment. And then also what's wrong with being selfish a little bit. I mean, it, I think that's pretty healthy. I think it's healthy for you to protect yourself and protect your energy and to not do things um, that you see as not aligning with what you're trying to do. And, and people will think that's weird. You know, they think that's like a lot of people are like, well, you know, Andy, you know, I never see you hanging around anybody. Well, well no shit. <laughs> that's not by accident. Like that's what I choose to do, you know? And um, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I struggle with it. I don't, I, I struggle with the moral dilemma of like, am I a good person for taking care of myself first? So it takes care of others or am I a bad person because I'm doing shit like canceling that dinner. I know is pointless. Yeah. I can empathize, man. We could probably talk a lot about that too. Yeah, bro. I got it. I'm going to have to jump off. I got another call here. At, okay. Like literally in like 10 minutes. So, okay. Um, I can do one. We'll do one more thing if you want. And then I got to run. Yeah, cool. Um, last thing, and I'll uh, let you go, man. If you could put anything on a blank white billboard, uh, what would it say? What would you want everybody to see? You have to build you before you can build it. That's, That's what I would want people to understand. All right. Well, Andy, you know, something different for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like that does not mean your body. That means your brain. Yeah. Um, and then because of the brain, the body will follow. But uh, you know, so many people out there, man, trying to build these lives and dreams and goals on top of bullshit and you can't do it. You know, you've got to take care of yourself first. You've got to do the things that are hard first so that you can build the resilience, the toughness, the fortitude, the grit, the endurance, the belief, the confidence, the self-esteem, all the shit that you know, you don't have the way that you need to have it. That shit has to be there, man, or you have no chance of building whatever it is. 
This is why we see so many people start thing after thing after thing after thing after thing after thing after thing, after thing because they've never been told that like, I need to build these qualities within myself before I can build that. You know what I mean? And that's kind of my, that's kind of what I want people to wake up to. That's what, that's what I'm working on. Foundations. Yeah. All right. You have to build you before you can build it. That's right. Got it. All right. Well, Andy, I do really appreciate your time. Um, Vaughn, Tyler, everybody. Um, I'll let you know whenever this gets posted and everything. Cool. We'll see clips again, dude. Cool. Uh, good luck on your next call. Really appreciate you, brother. Love you, man. Love the Love first. You too, bro. I'll see Thank you later. You. All right. See you.